listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if we happen to be moms, be the best moms ever and maintain our sanity while we do it. So ladies, if you are a mom or not, maintaining our sanity is something that we all got to do from time to time because it is tough being a woman, right? It is not easy. We're always getting things thrown our way. So today we're going to talk on some mental health things that we can do to kind of always keep ourselves on the ups and ups, um, do those self-evaluations and get the help that we need as well. So I'm really excited about today's guest. Her name is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello. Amy's business is Wellness Chick Confidence Coaching. And this is something I feel for all of us is important because confidence is something that unfortunately a lot of us struggle with. Many women, we struggle with confidence. We go through different periods in our life where our self-esteem may not be what it once was, or maybe that's always been a, a struggle for us. So I'm really excited to talk with Amy today about this topic in detail. But first, I wanted to start off with this question for you, Amy. How did you decide to choose a career in mental health coaching? Is this something near and dear to your heart? And if so, why? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Really, I fell into this, actually. It's been a topic, psychology has always been something that's been dear to my heart. And I didn't realize it at the time when I was really, really attracted to it, that it's because I personally had a lot of unresolved trauma in my life. And I had grown up with an experienced chronic complex trauma. So psychology was something that really was a stepping stone in helping me to really educate myself on how to step out of my trauma and get unstuck in my life. So I am personally a survivor turned thriver of um, complex trauma. And so this is something that has just been a part of me. So naturally, um, because I was able to implement methods in my life to help me. What, one of the things that really drew to me about this is that because I dealt with trauma for so long and the pain of suffering in that, the psychology uh, really helped me to um, break free from it and to be able to be in a position where I can actually help others because I learned techniques along the way that was able to help me not only to break free from it or to separate myself from it, but I was able to thrive from it. So this is really how I became a confidence coach, trauma-aware confidence coach. Well, you got me intrigued, I have to say, about the thriving part, because a lot of times, you know, we, we take different psychology, you know, we, we speak with therapists and things, and they'll say, you know, and, and it's, I'm not saying anything, you know, it's all right, and whatever works for that person, but you know, you kind of almost, it's like you have to accept the fact, well, some of this may not be resolved, you know, and you're saying that you're able to thrive. And I feel like, I mean, even with myself, with some of my past traumas, I'm like, will I ever really thrive on this? I don't know. <laughs> so um, I'm really intrigued uh, about that portion as something that really drew me to your business. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited to learn more. Now, um, where did you receive your training and what kind of experience do you have? And I know you have your personal experience, but with others. Mm -hmm. 
Good, good questions. So I received my training through Transformation Academy. I actually leaned in toward going into confidence coaching. I wanted to be a life coach. Um, it actually was something that was presented to me from a friend. Her and I were having a conversation. She is a creative business coach. And she said to me, did you ever think about doing this yourself? And I had never really thought about that before, but I know, I knew that I loved helping people. And so because of that, she said, well, if you find something that you know you're good at and you can help others with, then you can do this. And so because of that, I leaned into getting certified and that's what I did. I became a confidence coach. Um, then I leaned into cognitive behavioral therapy coaching and I got my certification in both of those through Transformation Academy. And currently I am actually in the process of receiving my certification for aromatherapy um, mm. because I wanna round out my business. I am currently an, a certified essential oil specialist, but I will be a certified aromatherapist on top of all of that, specializing in psycho aromatherapy, which is emotional release, using essential oils to support the central nervous system and being able to release that trauma in a way that doesn't re-injure the person so that it supports their central nervous system. So I'm able to integrate that into my, my current coaching business. And it's so, so, so exciting. So Holistic Champions is the school that I am attending for that. And it's a fabulous, fabulous program that I'm with right now. And I'm almost done with it. Awesome. Awesome. That is great, great, great to hear. Um, now, as a mental wellness coach, what has been your biggest success? Mm, I love this question. It actually took me a minute because I had so many good, um, I could have brought it from so many different angles, but one, one specifically is my clients. My clients are incredible. Their transformations are just phenomenal. And they have become my biggest success. Um, for example, I have one client who came to me um, and she suffers from very extreme PTSD. She was diagnosed with extreme PTSD and she would wake up in the middle of the night having screaming sessions mm -hmm. and she was not able to get back to sleep. And so she not only lacked sleep, but her, her, um, her mind was at a very low point mm -hmm. mentally. Her cognitive function was really at a low point in her life. So not only did she suffer from this post-traumatic stress disorder, she had very low self-esteem because she grew up in very complex trauma mm. um, where she was mentally, emotionally, and physically abused mm. and sexually abused. And because of that, the overload was so bad that she felt crippled, so to speak. So when she came to me, she knew she needed to separate herself from that but she didn't know how. So through working together, through implementing um, cognitive behavioral techniques, as well as uh, using unique essential oil blends for her through psychoaromatherapy and, and using her um, to support that, helping, helping me to help her, so to speak, um, she was able, she's been able to 
um, not only calm her screaming sessions, she doesn't have them anymore. She is able to implement tools that are helping her to calm her central nervous system on her own. So I would say that's an incredible success, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Wow. So thank you for sharing um, that success. Now, what has been maybe your biggest challenge? Hmm. Not being able to help everyone. That's my biggest challenge. I find that because I love what I do so much, and not only do I have a personal connection with people, the education that I've been able to pull from that as well and helping my clients and seeing their transformation, I want to help everybody. But Mm -hmm. it's unrealistic for me to think that that I can do that. So that's a bit of self-sabotage that I'm always working on myself to want to support everyone and know that that's something that I can't do. So that's my biggest challenge. I understand what you mean. Sometimes you're, you know, you just want to do so much and you're just like, I have limited resources and I I just can't, but at least you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot already. You know, you started this great coaching business. I'm sure you have lots of clients that you've worked with and have helped them to kind of get through some of their challenges. So it's a good thing. Although I know, I know you probably would want to just do it all. (laughs) I would Um, love to. Yeah. Um, okay. So now next question, uh, let me just ask you though, I would like to kind of break down, you know, and really kind of get into the psychology part, um, Mm -hmm. of what you do. So I'd Mm -hmm. like to ask you just a couple of questions about complex PTSD that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Can you Mm -hmm. kind of clearly define that for the listeners? Um, just kind of some of the different areas and maybe some of the symptoms that, that are associated with it. Yeah, sure. So, um, Complex PTSD is basically a form of that post-traumatic when your body is in such a heightened central, your nervous system is not able to function properly. So the stress levels that you feel are heightened constantly. So there's a lot of psychological fear that is attached to that. Basically, all of us have some sort of fear. We all do. And most of it is situational. Right. We grow into situational fear or we it's a, our body's healthy response to um, situations that can cause us stress. A person who has PTSD cannot differentiate what's real and what's not. Yes. So they are in a constant state of heightened sympathetic mode, flight we hear this all the time, fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. right? And so they're not able to separate what's real, what's fantasy. And so they are, um, a depression is a big thing, a high anxiety, chronic anxiety, uh, waking up in the middle of the night with dreams that feel so real that you're in a panic state. You, mm-hmm. It literally freezes you, you paralyze in fear. Um, trust issues are a big thing. Um, and a lot of it is because it's from the traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. Trauma doesn't allow us to, um, it doesn't allow us to read a room properly mm-hmm. because 
we, when the trauma happens in our life, it obliterates our trust, our boundaries and our self, our feeling of safety. It's any act that puts us out of control, out of a situation that we can control. So a person who has extreme complex PTSD Mm -hmm. has had a, a chronic um, one situation after another in their life that has put them in a state where they can't, they can't, they can't defend themselves emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't uh, stand up for themselves. They don't have those boundaries to be able to say that's enough. And they, it, they have a really hard time and they get physically sick from it too. So there's a lot of physical ramifications for it. Um, a lot of people who have PTSD have fibromyalgia or have chronic issues, physical issues, because their body is, has been so heightened for so long that they, they don't know what calm feels like. That makes any sense. I would hope that was able to answer your question a little. I get a little passionate. Yeah, no, please share all of that with us. We need all of that. I need all of that. And, you know, I like to do a lot of reading in psychology. I actually studied psychology in college just for a little bit. And still in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, going down that road, I really feel like that was a good fit, something I was interested in. But, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing that I feel like just in my own, like, although you're not supposed to do that, right, self-diagnosis that Mm -hmm. I noticed with myself with PTSD um, I don't think I have all of the markers for it, but I definitely have some. And then others that I know that I've talked to who have had, like, you know, been clinically diagnosed with PTSD mm-hmm. or the, and the complex uh, PTSD is interesting symptoms that we all seem to have had were the crazy, strange, vivid dreams that you just mentioned. And yeah. it's just like your mind is just, and you wake up and you go, why would I, why is my brain even thinking this? That's like the craziest, weirdest, bizarrest, scariest, you know, it's almost like your brain keeps replaying this fear. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, what, yeah. what, what, what can you tell us about that? Why is our brain doing that? Why is my brain doing that? <laughs> it's what we call psychological fear. So psychological mm-hmm. fear is when something, when we cannot, our brain is, doesn't have feeling. Our brain only takes in what we, what we take in, mm-hmm. right? So if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. um, because it's logical, it doesn't understand the difference between reality and fantasy. Mm-hmm. When a child grows up in a situation in a heightened state or in a traumatic state or an adult, suffer something that is ongoing and traumatic. We hear a lot of people that come back from war that have been, that are post-traumatic stress. A lot of people who have been, you know, in horrible, horrible situations for an extended period of time, their brain cannot determine the difference between the reality and the the fantasy of it. Mm -hmm. So it, it holds memories it holds those thoughts and those memories and they come out when we're triggered, whatever that trigger is. And a lot of times what I'm recognizing, and this may be different for everybody else, but what I'm recognizing when I work with my clients, especially this one client I told you about, is that she continuously said, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. 
because mm-hmm. she never had she never had the environment where she was able to understand what safe felt like. So your brain is in a constant mode to protect you. Mm-hmm. So when it feels that it or it doesn't feel when it senses that it needs to protect you, it will be in that sympathetic state, which is the fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. So there are tools that are need that need to be implemented to be able to calm it down, mm-hmm. calm it down to the parasympathetic state, which is the regeneration, the calm, the safety. So um, with my clients, I implement a very specific method, a five-step method to help them to be able to calm their, their sympathetic mode into parasympathetic mode using different techniques. So it's a very it's a very gentle but holistic process that we have to go through because there's a lot of trauma that needs to be released. And that's a lot of those dreams stem from those memories and the brain just trying to figure it all out. It's kind of like if you were to think of learning a new language, Mm -hmm. you're trying to translate what you know into what you don't know. Mm. And the subconscious mind is a is constantly at work. And so if it doesn't have an opportunity to understand what's really going on, it's going to be heightened all the time. It's like that high gear in the car, the high idle, that makes any sense. So that it makes perfect sense. And I want to make sure I'm following you because I, I want to get a handle on this myself. And I want the listeners, you know, I'm really trying to help people because a lot of us are struggling with with things in this area, you know, we may mm-hmm. not even realize it. But well, what I'm getting is, so basically, let's say you're going on through your day, and a trigger happens, you know, um, it could be a noise, it could be something happening in a relationship, um, a conversation, just getting physically upset about something that triggers the past trauma, then you go to bed, and your brain is trying to make sense of, is this real? (laughs) Or is this fake? Like, am I should I be retreating? Should I be in flight or fight? What am I doing? And so that's where these really crazy dreams come about. Am I yes. following you right? Yeah, do That's I got correct. it? Okay. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And it isn't until you learn to start identifying what those triggers are and what they mean, because mm-hmm. our mind that's the beauty of cognitive behavioral therapy is that it teaches us that our mind, our emotions and our feelings stem from thoughts. What are those thoughts? Many of our thoughts are automatic. Many of, many of our thoughts are in the unconscious state. Many things are automatic. Mm-hmm. So as you, your subconscious is kind of like a room, I compare it to my clients as you're entering a room that hasn't been cleaned out in a while. It's very unorganized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you're walking into that room, you're looking around and that can be incredibly overwhelming right? Mm -hmm. If you're not used to organizing your space. So what I do is I gently help my clients to organize that room, Mm -hmm. that subconscious mind, that awareness leads to understanding, which in turn can lead to confidence. Because once you understand what your subconscious is trying to tell you, that gives you the power back. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of people that are in 
um, P that have PTSD or any type of heightened emotions, anxiety, or, you know, basically anxiety or that more extreme form of anxiety, their brain is trying to figure out and trying to gain control and trying to understand what is happening. So they're trying, they have to learn. It's like learning that new language. Once you understand what the words mean, you can form them into sentences. You can form them into ideas, into, you know, and, and then you start to, to be in that language, right? So it's the same. It's like a language that you have to learn. Does that make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. And I want to thank you so much for, for breaking that down. It's, it's so important that we have conversations like this because Hold on a second. Let me let me mute this. There's a bunch of background noise again. Could you hear the door opening? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. And if I'm looking around, it's because I'm trying to like keep track on the recording and other things with the sound um okay where was I at oh ooh, there was something else that I wanted to ask you one second what a shame you know there's so many extra things I'm gonna have to do. um Okay. Uh, oh, I think this was it. Uh, with the okay. So, I'm so sorry. Oh, honey, it's okay. I am so tired. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Now I got to think of the question again. You see why my brain is doing all kinds of wacky stuff to me at night because I can't even think, think. I can't do nothing. When I tell you I am out of it, I'm selling you. Uh, okay. Ah, okay. So now can you talk talk with me just a little bit more about, you know, and I've heard, you know, talk and kind of read up a little bit before on like thought organization. And I love mm -hmm. that illustration of like organizing the room, you know, the, your mind, organizing your mm -hmm. mind. Is, mm -hmm. can you, is that one of the steps that is using your program? Can you tell us one of the tools? I know you said you have a five-step program and I'd mm -hmm. encourage all the listeners, you know, to learn more, visit your website and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and go that route. But could you just share with us maybe just one of the, the those five steps that you use to sure. help women to thrive? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the ones that I really lean on primarily are, um, I create, I work with my clients specifically to um, create a blend for them, an essential oil blend that helps them to be able to release their emotions. Mm -hmm. We also use, I use breath work with my clients as well. Very important, a very specific type. Mm -hmm. Journaling is a massive one. Mm -hmm. That is where it all is, but it's not I don't use frou-frou journaling. It's a very specific step of journaling because the goal is to get, to be able to break down a situation so that you can literally identify the different aspects. So it, it, it 
It involves all aspects of your mind and your thinking and the way that you're feeling as well. Mm -hmm. So it's something called the ABCD journal. And it's the way that it works is you have to think about the situation that you're in and you have to ask yourself, okay, what, what, how did this start? Where did it start? I, I call it the why, when, what, what, um, where, and how method. That's how I break it down. But it is the ABC journaling. And you basically have to ask yourself, what is it that's really going on? How did it start? When did, where did the situation present itself? What was I doing at the time? How was I feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, what, where in my body do I feel it? You know, and with, with many different steps too, because I have a lot of exercises that I do with my clients, cognitive exercises, it, it teaches them to identify their thoughts, their emotions, their feelings, their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Because once you understand what your thoughts are, it leads to what your feelings are. And feelings are not, we're taught to believe that feelings are real, that feelings are heavy, that they have a lot of weight. But what really has a lot of weight is our thoughts. And a lot of times we don't know what our thoughts are, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when someone triggers you and say, hmm, that person triggered me and I don't know why, then, then you start to feel a certain way right. and then you start to behave a certain way, but it's not the feeling or the behavior. That's the really important thing. It's the thought. What happened? Right. What was it that that triggered in you? What was the last situation that you went through? When did that start? Yes. For you to feel that way when somebody looks at you side-eye, so to speak, and you think they looked at me side-eyed, I don't like them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from them. But was it really that they looked at you side-eyed or was it an experience in your past that happened, a thought where that was triggered from an experience in the past, a conditioning that that started. And then that leads from one to the other. So that's what this type of journaling breaks and helps my clients to break into. And then once they start to get the power over that, then they're able to control their thoughts, their feelings, and their behaviors. That is, that's so important. And I feel like with the journaling, um, I, I occasionally, I kind of do a bunch of different random things that just kind of seem to work for me, I guess. <laughs> but I think journaling is important because when you journal, like when I journal some of my stuff out, thoughts and feelings and things, you start to notice patterns. And when you can identify those patterns, you start to identify what those triggers are. So you may be just journaling about your day and then you go back and read some pages back. Oh, I had the same thought on this day, this time about this. Okay. And then you start to see this is all stemming from past trauma. Like these are, mm -hmm. I guess, trauma responses that, you, you know, defense mechanisms and things like that, our way of processing it all. And mm -hmm. then you kind of, for me, I'll be honest right now, I'm in a retreat mode. I, I'm like, I feel like at a high level right now of, mm -hmm. of, of almost going into PTSD uh, with almost like relationship triggers with friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in a retreat mode. Um, I used to be in fight mode all the time. Like, yeah, stand up for myself. Now I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with nobody. I I'm just going to have bad dreams and not talk to anyone. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to get 
past that. And I know this is something that a lot of women struggle with. And I think that's where mm-hmm. the confidence comes, you know, becomes a thing because we're, we're trying to, you know, protect ourselves. And so it's easier to just retreat, you know, because mm-hmm. of our past trauma. And that's like the, the pattern we fall into, mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. right. I don't know. Yeah. It becomes a loop. It becomes a certain cycle that, and once you, there's part of identifying it, but then there's part of replacing it. And that's the part that, that I work with my clients on is yes, there's a pattern of behavior that you have and you start to figure out what your past is, but I, I help them. And I, I become that bridge between their past, their present and their future. And that's what I always tell them when they come and work with me is we're going to, we're going to look at the past as a rear view mirror and your journaling is going to bring things out. That's going to bring out anger and frustration and all these feelings and emotions. And that's the scary part. But what we're going to do is we're going to learn to translate those. And we're going to see how does this affect my present and future? Because when you start to change the way you think, you start to change the way you live. And so it's a process that it, it takes time. It's a very, it has to be a very gentle process. And I work with, I, I always create that safe space for them to be able to help them to see that as much as we're here, I want you to work with me to get here because confidence comes, a person who is truly confident validates themselves. They don't need others to validate them, right? And so a person who's stuck in their trauma and in those loops, that, that's a cycle that can happen for a long period of time. That happened with me. It took me over 20 years of my own work. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a coach. It took me over 20 years to break free because uh, my trauma was emotional and sexual and physical. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. And so I had to find ways to figure it out myself. And that's why I stepped into this role because I don't want women to have to go through that period of time for so long. And so it's, it's, it's a very intimate and gentle process that I work, you know, to help them to get to a point where they're able to feel at peace and have the space that they need to be who they need to be. And they can say, I'm a confident person. That makes sense. It, yeah. it absolutely does. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for the work that you're doing with women and for creating a business that supports women. We need more of it. I feel like everybody, you know, needs to take a class like this. I mean, we all, even the most confident looking people, it typically, you know, we all have our our things that, that we go through. It's just really difficult. Yeah. I was realizing that I was... Um, I'm like, why do I keep getting mad about? I'm like, this is the fourth time that I've like had this carbon copy experience in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's something that I need to recognize in myself and and see what I can do to fix this. Cause I'm definitely in a loop. This last one, I had one about a month and a half ago and I'm just, I'm still recovering from the trauma. I'm like, man, this is an emotional devastation, but it's, it's so weird how you get caught in the same cycle like this literally the same like it just like insert a different person but like the same exact scenario (laughs) yeah (sighs) they say our triggers teach us where we need to heal oh okay thank you for that that that's 
definitely an aha moment for me. Hey guys, so right now we are on wellnesschickconfidencecoaching.com. So please go ahead and get in touch with Amy here. Amy has a lot of resources, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, psychoaromatherapy, active focused attention, trauma awareness, and sympathetic support gentle yet firm accountability partner and who couldn't use a good accountability partner and personalized implementation action plans and when I had taken a journey over to your site before these five things that you have stretched across the top of your page here really caught my attention because these I feel like are all the keys to helping people truly move forward with their trauma um, things that we all have to do or else you could literally go through like your whole life and not heal from your trauma. And I feel like that is like what we don't want to do because if we don't heal, we don't ever live like our best life. You know what I'm saying? And I want that for every woman. Amy wants that for every woman. So please head over to her website and um, learn a little bit more. She shares a portion of her story here as well, um, where you can learn a little bit more about her. You can book a mini session and um, many other things um, that are available. Well, Amy, this has been very informative. I want to thank you so much for um being here today and, and giving us all some really great information um, that we can all use to be the best versions of ourselves. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. I was so excited to do this and I'm so grateful to you for having me on here tonight. Thank you so much. All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Lady. I hope this episode has been um, helpful to you. Please give Amy a following on her social media. Um, you can find all of her links on her website. And if you haven't done so already, please also subscribe on podcasts and on YouTube to Work It Lady podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.